Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. Matthew 8, verse 23 to 27. Then he got onto the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. On the first reading of this text, Jesus sounds like someone who's grumpy they were woken up from a nap. He's catching some sweet Z's when he's stirred by his disciples, and they're screaming and yelling their heads off about the ship sinking in the storm. And Jesus, before he's had his morning coffee, is like, why are you so loud? Why are you bugging right now? Then he gets up, grumbling under his breath, and waves his hand, and the storm disappears, and slams his door shut as he goes back to sleep. But this is like Mel Gibson's Jesus, so he's got perfect hair, and he flips it on his way back to his room. And the disciples are just like, whoa. That's the man. That's what this sounds like at first. But what we're missing in these verses is why they're on the boat in the first place. Let's take it back. A few verses prior, Jesus is casting out demons and healing people of diseases, as you do. And naturally, a crowd is starting to gather. Seeing this, he tells his disciple it's time to go to the other side of the lake. But before he goes, a teacher of the law asks him if he can come along. Jesus basically says, well, this isn't going to be easy. He says, the son of man has no place to rest his head. While the title son of man is often understood to mean he's human, you know, we're all sons of man, sons of humanity. It's also a callback to the stories in Daniel 7 where the son of man is an exalted figure with a key role in the redemption of humanity. The teacher says, okay, I'm ready, but I need to go bury my father first. And Jesus responds by saying, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. He's saying, your purpose lies ahead, not behind you. If you're going to follow me, you have to understand this. He's basically telling this man, yes, you can come, but I'm on a mission. Are you ready for what that means? And then it's unclear from the text whether the man goes with him or not. But we do know that the disciples were there listening to this. This message was as much for them as it was for this teacher of the law. So when they got onto that boat, they too were making the decision to follow Jesus on this mission for humanity. They were making a statement about their beliefs. So when they get frightened of the storm and wake Jesus up, he asks, where is your faith? Why are you so afraid? Rather than being a diss, he's reminding them why they got on the boat in the first place that they stepped into this boat in faith, and that they should remain in faith. They knew things wouldn't be easy and would be scary. And he's saying, you should know by now that nothing is going to get in the way of our purpose. And he looks into the storm and commands it away. And this is not a promise from him that another storm won't come, but a reminder that even when it does come, even when things seem to be at their worst, God's purpose for our lives will not be overcome. We too then can look at the storm 
have our footing shaken, but not be afraid. I know for many of us, the purpose God placed in our lives have gotten lost in the noise of living. Others of us were never sure what that purpose was in the first place or are still figuring that out. For all of us, though, the message is the same. When you choose to follow Jesus, you're not signing up for a life without trouble, without confusion, without doubt, but a life that experiences that trouble, confusion, and doubt and is not overcome by it. And when we look at Jesus' words, we see that he doesn't even tell them not to be afraid here. He asks them. What he says, he asks them, why are you afraid? He's asking them to critique their fear, to interrogate it and find out what about their circumstance makes them feel so hopeless, makes them feel so sure that it's all over. What is it about your circumstances that you believe God can't change? How much does fear control what you can and can't do in this life? Fear, I think, is the greatest enemy to finding and living in God's purpose for your life. Fear makes us forget the promise and power of Jesus. But we serve a God who offers us freedom from that fear. We serve a God who even the winds and the waves obey. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.